This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. Coming up, we'll talk to the folks from Manning Elliott about how you can make sure your business, even if it's just you, can thrive despite what the economy is doing. And they'll help you make sure you're not paying too much tax as well. That's coming up at first some of the consumer news from the past week. For the first time in a year, the Bank of Canada decided not to raise interest rates. This past Wednesday, Canada's central bank announced it would be staying put at 4.5%, at least for now. It was somewhat expected, with the bank saying it decided to keep interest rates where they are based on the recent economic data. It showed that inflation slowed down in January with no economic growth posted for the fourth quarter. Still, the bank says it is continuing with a wait-and-see approach when it comes to monetary policy. And the bank said this week that we could see more rate hikes if the economy or inflation run hotter than expected. And with grocery prices higher than ever and profits being made by the big grocery stores also coincidentally at record highs, the people who run those big grocery chains were in Ottawa on Wednesday defending themselves in front of a House of Commons committee. Grocery prices were up 11.4% in January compared to a year ago. And that figure is almost double the overall rate of inflation of 5.9%. Loblaw Company's chairman and president, Galen Weston, and his peers from Metro and Empire Company answered questions. All three of the executives insisted that food price inflation is not caused by profit mongering and their margins on food-related profits have remained low. Weston said Loblaw Companies made bigger profits off their financial services, apparel, and pharmacy sales, which he said represents over half of its business. And what we eat is having a big effect on the planet. And a study in the journal Nature Climate Change concludes that if our dietary habits continue, it would be one of the causes of the Earth going past the one and a half degree Celsius limit of warming that's been set under the Paris Climate Agreement to avoid the worst effects of climate change. The study found the majority of diet-related greenhouse gas emissions come from three major sources, meat from animals like cows, sheep, and goats, also dairy and rice all emit large amounts of methane in the way they are currently farmed. The study offered some ways to change global food production and consumption that could limit warning warming rather, such as eating less meat and adopting mandatory food waste recycling programs. It was a glitchy week for Twitter, with many users saying they couldn't log in to the social media site, or they could log in, but they couldn't see images. And Twitter says it's made an internal change that had some unintended consequences, and it's working on a fix. Twitter engineers and experts have been warning that the platform is at an increased risk of fraying since Elon Musk fired most of the people who worked on keeping it running. Meantime, Elon Musk's other job as the CEO of Tesla is going through some glitches as well. U.S. auto safety regulators have opened an investigation into Tesla's Model Y SUV, 
after getting a couple of complaints that the steering wheels could come off while it's being driven. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration in the U.S. says the probe covers an estimated 120,000 vehicles from the 2023 model year. The agency says in both cases, the Model Ys were delivered to customers with a missing bolt that holds the wheel to the steering column. And the folks who run the PNE are very excited about this uh, year's new roller coaster, which should be up and running uh, by next year, actually, in 2024. It's going to be Canada's fastest electric launch coaster ever. You'll strap in and then you'll be accelerated 72 Ks an hour over less than 400 meters of track. Sounds like fun. The only problem is they don't have a name yet. Right now it's called the Launch Coaster. And that really doesn't do it. So the PNE is asking for your help, and you have until midnight tomorrow to submit your idea for a name. Be creative, like uh, the Exterminator or something that instills fear. And uh, whoever names the ride will get two season passes to Playland and an invitation to the coaster launch celebration. Just Google Launch Coaster Playland and you'll find the link. This is Vancouver Consumer. And when we come back, if you're a business owner, large or small, my next guests can help make sure you're not only recession proof, but also make sure you're not paying too much tax. We'll talk to the folks at Manning Elliott when we come back on Vancouver Consumer right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And if you have a business, any kind of business, whether it's just you, a small business or a larger business with lots of employees, the question is, how do you protect yourself from the whims of the economy? Is it possible to uh, recession-proof your business. My next guest says it is. Michael Weatherby is a principal from Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors. Uh, That company can help you with all facets of your business, from research and development to making sure you're not paying more tax than you need to. Manning Elliott, excuse me, manningelliott.com is the website. And Michael Weatherby is here. Hi, Michael. How are you? Hi, Martin. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. Well, let's uh, let's start with the, just a general question about Manning Elliott. Um, you know, what kind of business can can be helped by Manning Elliott? Who are the businesses that that should be contacting you? Well, Manning Elliott is a mid-sized accounting firm, one of the largest in BC, and uh, they can help any any business uh, from a, a startup company. I just recommended a fellow uh, who's incorporating and he's going to be starting his business. So he's got to do all his uh, tax planning and structuring and long-term thinking. Uh, We have a 35 person tax team. So we have, we do tax planning for very large groups, uh, high net worth individuals. Uh, We've got a pubco group. uh, So we can take care of uh, all the compliance requirements for any private co or pubco uh, anywhere from small to very large. Right, right. And uh, as an accounting firm, a lot of people think, well, it's all about accounting. But Manning Elliott, it's it's much more than that. I mean, uh, you have obviously a ton of people who are tax experts who know the ins and outs of that. Um, but also, you are business advisors. So you get into the, the kind of nuts and bolts of businesses and help, help, help businesses uh, in so many different ways, right? 
Yeah, that's correct. I mean, the the core of the the Manny Elliott Group is there's some you know partners with extensive experience over decades. Uh, we do have business valuations, and uh, recently the SRD or or tax credit specialty services, which is the the group that I'm uh, leading now. Uh, so we can we can help companies with those areas as well, um, and pretty uh, pretty strong presence for a, a mid-sized firm. Right. And let, let's talk about uh, businesses in, in this kind of economy. I mean, economies are up and down and it's probably never the ideal time for any business. But the idea of recession proofing your business, I mean, what's the most important thing that that people should do uh, to recession proof your business? I know that's kind of a vague question, but but is it possible to recession proof your business? Well, it's it's really interesting because uh, I've been an SRE uh, tax credit consultant for over 16 years, and so we've been through a couple of cycles of business ups and downs. And uh, I'm not a financing expert, but at the same time, I've I've worked with hundreds of companies, and and the ones that are successful today uh, are the ones that, when things slow down, they they reinvest in their business and they they take on these projects, and. Uh, I've got tons of uh, stories of companies that during uh, the tough times, so if you have a, a core engineering group or R&D group, and, and maybe there's not as high of a demand from, from the customers, so you know what, they, uh, they come up with a project and they, they swing for the fences. And, and uh, they can do that because in Canada we have a pretty generous grants and incentives program uh, that's uh, SRD tax credit through the through the tax system as well as uh, grants through NSERC and NRC and so uh, companies that have been around and, and know what to do can can take advantage of that and uh, I, I've seen companies where you know instead of having to lay off uh, your engineers instead you uh, you double down and you pick a project that's going to take it to the next level and that allows you to meet the requirements for a technological advance and and uh, meet the requirements for some of these government programs. So manningelliot.com is the website if uh, maybe your business is in that position because it, it is an interesting idea that instead of, uh, of you know, shutting down and, and laying off people, when you have that, uh, when you're in kind of a downturn, you invest in, in R&D. I hear that all the time, research and development. And, and and also, you were talking a little bit about uh, government incentives. Give me an example of how the government can actually help a business that maybe is going through a bit of a downturn, but uh, is looking to the future. So give me an example of how the government can help out. Well, I think the first program is the SRNED tax credit, which is basically you do that as part of your tax return. And the nice thing about that is you don't have to wait for approval. Uh, you just have to kind of pick a project that meets the requirements. So you spend the money and then at the end of the year, you can get money back. So in BC, if you meet the requirements, and there's a couple of caveats there, but if you meet the requirements, you can get 64.5% of your uh, labor spend back on a particular project and 41.5% uh, on materials and about 33% on uh, contractors that are located in BC. So that's, that's a big chunk. You know, that extends your runway and it really defrays the risk. Um, the other thing is uh, grants. So the government just recently announced the Canada Innovation Corporation. So in the next uh, month or so, we're going to hear a lot of announcements about new grant programs coming out. Uh, 
BC has a provincial manufacturing and business scale-up grants, uh, interest-free loans. So if you get on board and, and, and get uh, organized, uh, there's a big, big opportunities to sort of plan for the future. So if you can get, get some of that grant uh, money or get, get the shred money organized, you know, you, you, you do, you build your ne- next generation of products. And uh, when the economy is changing, you're ready. Yeah, and I guess, uh, you know, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And uh, I guess when, when you have a business, uh, if you don't look to the future, um, then uh, that's not a good strategy, basically, right? Right. And all the successful Canadian companies that I've worked with, it's exactly that. They have a proprietary uh, uh, technology or a niche where they, they have uh, expertise that no one else has, like global expertise. And uh, I've seen them grow and be successful. You know, some companies work on automation projects uh, during the downtimes or, you know, they just go, what is, what is our next, what is the next level that we can get to? And they, you know, totally redesign their, their whole uh, product uh, ecosystem. So it, it's anywhere in between, you know, but, but the ones that are still around after 15 years are the ones that are investing in themselves and keeping their core group of engineers and R&D people together. We're talking to Michael Weatherby. Uh, he is a principal from Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors. ManningElliott.com is the website. There's two L's in Elliott. M-A-N-N-I-N-G-E-L-L-I-O-T-T dot com and if you are uh in a business and uh you're thinking about the future we're talking about recession proofing that business and uh part of that is planning for the future and part of that is getting some help from the the folks at manning elliott who know all about uh tax credits uh government programs that can help you uh when, when things are, are maybe a little slower than you would like, how you can uh, keep things running, plan for the future. And so when, when somebody approaches you, a new business approaches you, or not necessarily a new business, could be an old business, but new to you, to Manning Elliott. I mean, what are some of the first questions you ask uh, a business uh, about, uh, about how they can recession proof their business and how they can just further make their business a little more bulletproof. Right. So most businesses that connect with us, they, they, um, they need something they need to do their taxes. And one of the questions is, are you, are you claiming any of these programs? Are you planning around any of them? Um, you know, what are you spending on your R and D right now? Uh, and what type of, uh, you know, what is your technology platform? What are your plans for the future? Uh, you know, so th- that's kind of where the conversation starts. Uh, a lot of companies come to us knowing that they need to do this. Uh, and so then uh, the way that we help is is very, um, you know, tailored to the individual company. We work with what they have with, within the resources and limitations. But, um, you know, one thing I like to mention to companies is, you know, what is, what's your profit margin, right? So if you're going to get a $100,000 refund or grant from the government, and your profit margin is 10%, you know, I, I asked them, what would you do for a million dollars in, in revenue? Um, so so these, these, when you think about these programs and these grants, they have a really asymmetrical impact compared to, you know, uh, just focusing on sales. Obviously, you, revenue is number one. You don't want to do this program at the expense of revenue, but you also need to properly allocate the resources to, uh, 
to apply for them and, and do the planning for them. Right. And and these businesses are, are both big and quite small, right? Yeah, it spans, uh, uh, you know, from, again, from a, a few people, uh, you know, a couple of full-time people spending 50% of their time on R&D all the way up to, you know, work with some companies that have, you know, 50 to 100 engineers. Um, and we can we can help with targeted advice. We can do the, the full contingency, full support, uh, and anywhere in between. So it really depends on what the client needs. And, and that applies to our, our tax services and our accounting services as well. Right. And I guess uh, interest rates and inflation all have uh, uh, some pretty big impacts on the businesses that you're dealing with. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting because uh, there are some, you know, no, the government's really trying to, the SRD tax credit has really done a good job of allowing companies to do fundamental R&D. But the problem in Canada is, is taking that R&D to the next step. So there are new programs uh, becoming available and, and also there's new financing becoming available. So there is non-dilutive financing um, that allows companies, once they're approved for grants or potentially when they're in the process of claiming SRD, where they can actually get financing that's secured against um, the government refunds. So uh, an example uh, I was given by a local company is that if they want to spend $400,000 over the year, they can actually get disbursements from the financing after uh, you know three months, six months, nine months. So instead of having to start with the $400,000 in their bank account at the beginning of the year, if they start with $265,000, they can spend $400,000 over the year by leveraging the financing, which is you know taking on risk, uh, uh, but at you know uh, affordable rates. So there's a lot of um, advancements, uh, a lot of things that are available in that space to help companies grow that that weren't there maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, and I guess it's always changing, and that's why you need uh, an expert who is on top of it, and that's where Manning Elliott comes in. Yeah, Manning Elliott's, uh, we've got four offices around the lower mainland, and uh, uh, we're connected. We're very well networked, so uh, if, we, if we can't take care of something, we'll know who to send you to. Right. Right. So uh, go to manningelliot.com. That's the website. M-A-N-N-I-N-G-E-L-L-I-O-T-T. So it's Manning Elliot. And if you're wondering how many N's or L's or T's, it's always two. <laughs> it's, it's easy <laughs> to remember. Manningelliot.com. We're talking to Michael Weatherby. He is uh, a principal with uh, Manning Elliot. And uh, we're talking about how to re- recession-proof your business. And when we come back, uh, if you have a business that is uh, large or small, uh, Michael will have some, uh, some great advice for you and uh, how to make sure that you stay on top of, of trends, regardless of whether the, the economy is going up or down. Um, and we know it's going to do either that. Uh, we'll have more great advice from Michael Weatherby at Manning Elliott manningelliot.com when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong and my guest is Michael Weatherby, who is a principal at Manning Elliot. Uh, manningelliot.com is the website. They're a, an accountant and business advisory firm. Uh, they're the people to call if you have a business, uh, both uh, small 
or large, manningelliot.com. And as I say, it's M-A-N-N-I-N-G-E-L-L-I-O-T-T.com. And if you're wondering if there are one or two letters in Manning Elliot in the L or the T, there's two, basically. Two N's, two L's, and two T's. I'm probably confusing you. Uh, but let's talk to Michael uh, a little bit more about the businesses you help, because we're talking about recession-proofing your business, whether it's large or small, and all of the government programs, there are tax credits and these programs that can help companies really, really uh, take advantage of maybe downturns in, 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 uh, in, in the economy and just sort of ramp up production of certain things and be ready for when the economy kind of picks up. And I'm guessing Manning Elliott works with all sorts of different industries. It's, it's, it's all sorts of niche industries. Am I correct in assuming that? Yeah, that's right, Martin. It's uh, quite a, a spectrum. And, and I've been working as a, in, in the industry for over 16 years. So I've worked with companies across Canada, Alberta and BC mostly, um, but yeah, quite a large selection. And I think that's one of the things is, you know, instead of downsizing your engineering or R&D group, what the SR&ED tax credit in Canada and, and the, the grant funding programs allow you to do is, is to maybe think bigger and think long term, you know, and, uh, and I've seen it work. Uh, so for, you know, as a taxpayer, the shred program is, does a wonderful job of keeping brains in Canada and, uh, yeah, I've seen quite a few, uh, like uh, lots of great stories. I obviously can't share any confidential information, but um, I had a, pro a company in Alberta uh, that, uh, you know, w one of the downturns, they, they spent, they helped, they used the tax credits to, to grow their manufacturing infrastructure. So one of the things they were doing was building automation into their jigs, and it actually allowed them to hire uh you know, special needs workers who, who wanted to participate in our economy. And, and uh, they were in the oil and gas industry and they were uh, manufacturing uh, sensors for that industry, uh, which they sold to, to Texas and they sold um, all, through, uh, all through the world. Um, that, so that's, that's uh, one of the things that I always remember about, about that company. Uh, other, uh, one of uh, another great company um, in, in uh, B.C., you know, they use the, the credits to research highly proprietary manufacturing equipment and, and the goods that are manufactured on that equipment. And uh, they, they sell building products to California and they, they've, they're dominating that market. And, and they've, you know, they've doubled or tripled over the last 15 years um, by doing that, by being consistent and disciplined about really prioritizing their R&D development. Uh, and and continuing even when things uh, things get tough, they just think to the future. Uh, and uh, you know, when you're getting 64.5% back on your labor in BC, uh, that really reduces the risk uh, to the company. Um, yeah, uh, another good example: a local uh, aerospace company. So uh, they have a niche market with helicopter accessories. Uh, and uh, so they they use the tax credits to to design new products, and uh, you know they're selling uh, to China and to Europe, um, and and the, the global market as as the you know demand for helicopters uh, for search and rescue and all those types of uh, you know firefighting and all that kind of stuff. So it's um, I've I've seen the programs work. Uh, it does take some discipline and organization to get it set up. 
But if you if you have a company and, and your products are you know technologically advanced or or proprietary and and have you know um, uh, special characteristics uh, and, and take a lot of effort to to get there, you know there's a lot of uh, options that could be available to you. We're talking to Michael Weatherby, a principal from Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors. They are online at manningelliott.com. And we're talking about how Manning Elliott can help you and your business uh, become recession-proof. And you can basically take advantage of all sorts of tax credits and government programs that can help keep your business just rolling along and, and being ready, even though maybe times are tough, the economy is a little slower, demand is slow, but when that demand starts to pick up, you'll be ready. And, and I guess that's kind of the key to business because it's all about being in the right place at the right time. And when you're selling something, especially something that's a, a niche product and maybe demand is low, um, and then all of a sudden demand starts to pick up and there's a vacuum because not everybody is ramped up. Their production is not ready to go. But if you're ready, you can really take advantage of that, right? Absolutely. That's correct. Yeah, I think um, that's that's the key is that uh, there's a lot of um, a lot of programs, and actually, in the next month or so, it's the end of the government fiscal year, so they're about to make some big announcements and be more specific about what's coming down. For this year, um, you know, the Canada Innovation Corporation, which is going to absorb IRAP and double double the amount of funds available for um, uh, companies to do uh, projects, uh, and that would be a grant. Uh, and then uh, we'll we'll see what what's happening. There's even NBC. We've got some manufacturing credits, and there's an NBC an investment uh, fund that's going to be making investments in BC funds and and some companies as of this April. Uh, so there's a lot going on and lots of opportunity uh, for uh, businesses to defray the risk of uh, of development. Right. And whenever I talk to anybody from Manning Elliott, I always love it because I always come away with uh, cool business terms that I can throw into conversation that sound really, that make me sound smart. And uh, one of the phrases that I'm hearing, uh, reading a lot of the stuff that you've been talking about is non-dilutive funding. So what is non-dilutive funding and how can I use that in a sentence at a party? <laughs> well, I'm not actually a financing expert, but I was at a, uh, at a, a VC uh, investment forum uh, a few weeks ago. And so that was, that was the thing. So one of the things there was that with uh, the, the seed funding and all the VC funding, the, the prices have really come down, right? So if you want to get some money to grow your business, the next step uh, it's a lot more expensive, uh, so you gotta you gotta take take a hit on your ownership level of the business that you founded. So non-dilutive funding would be funding that doesn't change the ownership of the business. So basically, you're saying non-dilutive funding is is a way to get some funding to grow the business without giving any of the business away, like selling shares or something. So you're not diluting the ownership. You're actually getting funding uh, and, and growing the business without losing that ownership. That's correct. Yeah. Non-dilutive funding is, is without losing the ownership. And so there's some interesting financing options available. There's a couple of companies in Vancouver that will actually um, finance you based on the fact that you're going to be making uh, um, SRD tax credit claim or that you've been approved for a grant. Uh, so that's even better. And there are uh, competitive rates. 
um, you know, and you don't have to secure your house. So, so there's a lot of opportunities uh, in that space. You know, the government has acknowledged that they have to do more to take small companies and make them big companies. So there's an expectation they're looking at IP boxing where they, they um, give you money to help you do patents and that type of stuff. But, you know, with some conditions that the company, you know, the IP stays in Canada. So, so lots of exciting things on the horizon as well. And that sounds like why people should get involved with Manning Elliott, accountants and business advisors, because um, you are on top of this stuff. And I guess it's always changing when it comes to government grants and uh, tax credits and those kind of programs. They change all the time, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's uh, even a struggle for ourselves. And, and one of the things is, you know, the government likes to announce a lot of programs, but you know, sometimes the money's already spoken for and it's, you know, it's not worth going after certain programs. And, and that's what we aim to do is to stay on top of that as best we can. And so that we can, you know, really leverage your time and, and keep the client focused on, on the best bang for their buck. Right. And uh, go to manningelliot.com to get more information. It's all there. And uh, we're talking about uh, how research and development and always sort of investing in your business uh, is is such an important thing, especially when when there's maybe a downturn uh, in the economy because you can be ready when, when the demand picks up. Do you find, I mean, you've been doing this a long time and dealing with a lot of different types of business. Do you find that uh, research and development, the R&D, is often ignored uh, by companies a little too much? Well, I, I think um, the ones that I work with are typically on, uh, on track, um, but it's what's interesting is to kind of see them as they work with us over a few years. So... Um, the SRD tax credit program was one of the purposes of it was always to improve R and D in Canada as well, and so it's actually a great program. Uh, you know, obviously the CRA has to do their job, so sometimes they give bad news, but there's mostly good news, and uh, so it's interesting to see when companies come on board, um, and then to, as they get organized, uh, you know, by working with us to optimize their internal processes. Uh, and they do develop these internal knowledge bases and they, their R&D becomes more effective. And so, uh, yes, companies, I, I don't think initially, you know, in general, aren't great at documenting their internal IP or their knowledge bases. And actually, that's one of the side effects or, or one of the purposes of these programs is to improve the quality of R&D, uh, you know, with these companies. And, and it makes sense because, you know, that's not how you make money as a company is doing documentation and all those kinds of things. But, uh, you know, you get motivated when, when uh, the refunds can be related to your ability to do that. And uh, so it's all a big positivity, good, good uh, uh, things improve in every which way when you get involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, getting involved with Manning Elliott uh, is probably a, a, a good strategy. And it's also important uh, because we're talking about planning, how important is it to plan ahead when it comes to these kind of programs, tax credits and, and government programs? Uh, it's not something that you can just like uh, sign up for right away. It's something you should be looking at further down the road, like the years ahead, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where, you know, the, the you know, Manny and Elliott being business advisors, right? Accountants with deep ep- expertise in different industries and 
um, you know, tax planning and all those kinds of things. You know, the, it's it's uh, you want to have an idea of what's what's a realistic, um, you know, what what are your realistic, uh, what does your next year or two look like? And so, on on the tax compliance side and, and the business planning side, you know, Manny Nelly can help you there, and my team in particular on the SRNED tax credits and some of the government grants, we can we can help give a, a realistic expectation and, and help with that par- process. But you know, it, it definitely the planning is a big part of it. Right. And Michael Weatherby is just one of the the people involved with Manning Elliott accountants and business advisors. He's a principal and uh, all levels of expertise are available to you. If you want to get a hold of Manning Elliott, just go to manningelliot.com. That's the website, M-A-N-N-I-N-G-E-L-L-I-O-T-T.com. And Michael, I want to thank you. Uh, uh, Thanks for talking to us. You're welcome, Martin. It was a pleasure. I'm uh, happy to uh, talk talk to you about it. Right on. Michael Weatherby from Manning Elliott, manningelliot.com. And up next on Vancouver Consumer, the Oscars are tomorrow night. And if you want to get out and watch the Academy Awards live with other living, breathing humans, there are a lot of options. And I'll tell you about them next. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. This is the weekend that the clocks change. Don't forget to set your clocks forward an hour. I guess most clocks change themselves nowadays. It's just the stubborn ones, like the the one on the microwave that you have to change yourself. Anyway, besides being time to spring forward, it's also Oscar weekend with the Academy Awards set to go tomorrow in Hollywood. Jimmy Kimmel will be the host, and I'm guessing nobody will get slapped like they did last year, but I'm sure that's all people are going to be talking about. But don't look for Will Smith. He has been banned from attending the Academy Awards for 10 years after he slapped Chris Rock last year. Ten movies are up for Best Picture this year. They are the Elvis movie, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, weird but good, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking, a film made by Canadian director Sarah Pauly. The show, of course, is on the tube on CTV, but if you'd like to get out and schmooze with other movie lovers, there are actually lots of live events that look like a lot of fun. For example, if you want to watch the Oscars with people who really know their film, why not with the folks at the Vancouver International Film Festival? You can see the awards given out live on the big movie screen at the Van City Theatre, which is the home of VIF. They're at 1181 Seymour, just off of Davie Street. It's a beautiful theatre. They will be serving beer and cocktails with free popcorn all night. The Ramen Club will be serving fresh chicken ramen for those who want dinner. Doors open at 3. They'll start by showing the red carpet live at 3.30. The whole thing will be hosted by comedians David C. Jones and Sarah Dawn Pledge. They'll be doing trivia and other games, so it should be a blast. Just go to vif.org for more info, and that's where you can buy tickets. 
and right around the corner from there on Davie in the West End is another Oscar party. This one's raising money for Ronald McDonald House. The Park Pub is having their annual Oscar party. Tickets are 20 bucks. Go to Eventbrite. that website and search park pub Oscar party. The Rio theater is hosting uh, an Oscar party, uh, which you can watch it all on the big screen there. That's a big screen in the Rio theater. And if you're in Surrey, the white rock pride society is hosting a screening of the awards at softball city in Surrey, complete with red carpet and champagne. The event includes a charcuterie table and a catered meal. They'll be hosted by local actor Darla Faye. She's an actor who was in the movie Juno and is currently in the TV show So Help Me Todd, which I am seeing advertised on buses everywhere. For tickets, just go to the Eventbrite website and search the White Rock Pride Society Oscar Party. So lots of opportunities to get out and hang with other movie lovers or just hang out at home and yell at the screen. Either way, enjoy the Academy Awards and don't forget to uh, set your clocks ahead an hour, uh, either when you go to bed Saturday night, tonight, or uh, tomorrow morning. This is Vancouver Consumer. We'll be back next Saturday at 2 p.m. We're here from 2 to 4 every Saturday. I want to thank our producer, Leo Coelho, and uh, I'm Martin Strong. The news on CKNW is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.